What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I'm so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a podcaster and the host of Oops, I Gossiped Again podcast. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to, to the show, B from Oops, I Gossiped Again. How are you, love? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I am good now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, let's all just take a deep breath and let it all out. (laughs) Monday is Mondaying, but we are here. I am excited. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for asking me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Now tell me, when did you fall in love with reality TV? Oh, probably when, uh, since the real world, I can't like, I always seem to forget about that. I'm thinking like, okay, probably when Bravo started Real Housewives, but it really goes all the way back to the real world. And for a certain amount of time, this is going to kind of date myself and like rural locations, but there was a long time where I got really in love with it and we had MTV for a while and I was probably like 12. I mean, I think when I really got into it and then we moved somewhere else that we didn't get MTV and it was like my whole world just shook. It just shook. (laughs) (laughs) So having to get back into that. And then of course it just kind of, you know, rolled into the hill or Laguna Beach first before the hills, Laguna Beach, the hills, but it really started with the real world. I have to kind of go all the way back that far. You are not by yourself on that. Um, The real world comes up on this show more often than you think. And I'm personally a road rules baby. So I'm right there with you. Uh I'm still waiting on the reboot. I'm still trying to audition for road rules today. In my big age of 31, I am ready for the shits today. Yes. When I was with you, I think I, I was like 19, I think. And I had gone away to college for a while and then I moved back home and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at that point. And I was like, well, obviously I'm going to, you know, audition for the real world. And I had, this was when they were on like the, I had a little handheld 
video camera and they were on like you know not like a full vhs but it was those little ones that you would kind of put into a full vhs and had the whole thing I remember going like I was going to take full Midwestern girl vibes. I took the videos in the bunch of snow. It was, I don't even think I ever sent them in, but I mean, I had them. I had a lot of them. (laughs) I absolutely love that. I I love that you themed the videos and everything, but like, this is what we're going for. This is the vibe. This is the aesthetic. This is the mood that we're going for, period. I was creating content before content creation was a thing, I think. As I was like, should. I am going to get on there. They are going to love this because I'm just a small town, rural, Midwestern girl. They are going to love it. And then I don't think I ever even mailed them in. <laughs> Why do you think you didn't mail them in? I don't know. I I remember them at the time I had like a 1991 Grand Prix. And I remember that those little tiny tapes were, I don't know if I was driving around with them to get them like transferred to a bigger one to send in but i remember them being in the center console of my car for months and then finally just being like i'm done uh whatever it's fine i'll just throw them away the moment has passed oh man so in that line of thinking do you remember the episode the moment or the season of reality tv that inspired you to create your podcast and like start making content officially well, so real world is years ago and I am now 37 and I have been obsessed with reality TV it for a very long time. And it's one of those things that didn't, I always wanted to talk about it. I always wanted to have a podcast. I always wanted to just, you know, speak what I want on it because my spouse doesn't care. <laughs> Half Mine of my either. best friends don't. <laughs> it's like whatever Same. it's fine i needed a place to let that out and it did not actually get started i did not even start the tiktok account i didn't even start the podcast until like end of december of 2022 um but it was actually watching and following the johnny depp and amber heard trial that got me put into oh. it because okay. it was just one of those things like i was so involved in it and i was sharing it on my normal streams and I'm like, why, why, am I, this is the perfect opportunity to now get into these things. And when that was over, I'm like, okay, now what? Obviously it's going to be a shift into, you know, pop culture and reality TV. And it was, it was like, I had been doing it forever, but it's still mm-hmm. on a professional quote scape. It's still very new for me. Absolutely. I totally get that. What do you think is more fun for you to cover? Reality television or just pop culture and like celebrity news? I think it's more fun for me to follow reality television because it's it brings in new people to have conversations. So when we talk about just pop culture and like celebrity news, I feel like I'm just more or less regurgitating what's happening. Whereas mm-hmm. when we can talk about reality TV, it allows for more dialogue and it allows for more opinions where I, I never want my platform to be a place where I'm just regurgitating what's happening. Like I, I don't right. want it to just be that. I want it to be a place where I can share my thoughts, my opinions, take in whatever feedback that may be good and bad 
and have dialogue and have conversations about it. So for me, it's really more reality TV because everyone sees what's happening on their television screens differently, I feel. Mm, 10 million percent. Um, how did you land on the name Oops, I Gossiped Again? Because I feel like, I, I feel like it's a very obvious reference being someone in their 30s, I feel like that's a very obvious reference. Yeah. But for the children who act like they don't know on TikTok. It takes people a while sometimes, I think, to see it. Um, well, my my name is Brittany. So, I mean, that was kind of the kickoff of it. Um, and I can't take credit for it. It was actually one of my best friends that I was like, I need, I need a name for this. I need a name for this. And she's like, this is so obvious. And I started searching <laughs> and nobody had it. No, it was available everywhere. And so I'm like, okay, we're doing this. We are running with it. But I had I, to, it I, had to be like a nod to our pop queen. I mean, I really, I really needed it to be that for her. Then I'm, uh, I mean, you're living in her namesake. Right. Like, <laughs> like it was just more than appropriate. Like, you were born to do this. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, there's, and it's funny because on a lot of things, mine has such a different spelling, but I'm like, no, I'm not, it's not Brittany like that Brittany, but you can follow Oops, I Gossiped Again, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's like Brittany. Brittany Spears like, has a podcast? Brittany Spears has a podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, friends, no. And then I went to um, a friend of mine who is a music producer and an artist himself. And I was like, hey, how would you feel about creating me an intro for my podcast? And I said, my only request here is, and I don't like, I need you to research this. I don't know what we're at for copyright things. I'm like, somehow I need Oops, I Gossiped Again to be heard in the intro or uh, not Oops, I got, I need Oops, I Did It Again to be heard in the intro. So it's, he's like a metal art artist. And so it's all on guitar and it's very subtle in the background. But every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's so good. You nailed it. You nailed it. I freaking love that. Mm -hmm. Ah, shout out to the queen. Shout yep, exactly. What do you think your ultimate goal is as a podcaster and a content creator? My ultimate goal is simply to bring more people to have conversations. I I never wanted, this is probably why it took me so long to start a podcast because I felt like I couldn't do it by myself. I, I felt like I wanted more of a back and forth an interview style chatting. And once I realized I couldn't find like that one person that I really clicked with very well, like just that, you know, that perfect, like, okay, this is it. I went for it myself because I knew that I could still somehow create a community around it. And that's what's just so important to me, I think, is having a community, being able to bond and connect on things that you have in common. And and again, open dialogue and have conversations, whether it's differing opinions, same opinions. I learn from others on opinions that may not be the same as mine. And that that's ultimately what I thrive on is the conversation. Speaking of opinions, what do you define as an unpopular opinion? Mm. Well, from one prime example, an unpopular opinion of mine as I await the premiere date of Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
is that I will forever be Team Teresa. And my followers, my, the people on the internet do not like that. <laughs> so every time I say anything that is in support or understanding or against someone else on this on the cast, um, like, no, <laughs> that's the biggest unpopular opinion that I get. And for me, it's like, I, I think the unpopular opinion as a whole is just going against the grain and, and not being afraid to say like, I know this isn't going to be well received, but I want to talk about it anyway. See, and that's why I started this podcast because I was like, I can't be the only person who has these opinions. I can't be the only person who thinks this way. I can't be the only person who's who's upset about these things or like thinks these, that, that these things are right or wrong or likes these housewives. I can't be the only one that likes Carlton Jevia. <laughs> well. <laughs> Somewhere out there, out, I'm sure there's someone. <laughs> turns out I'm not. <laughs> turns out the co-host of my spinoff podcast, Housewives, Housewives History, Megan, she's as equal of a stan of Carlton as I am. Well, there, so. see, see, and I'm sure that's how I feel about Teresa. And you know, there are sometimes people are like, "Yep," and then it's just not like it's the way it is. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> so, to you, and you can take this with housewives, or or you can take this to just celebrities in general what do you think the definition between a controversial public figure is and a problematic public figure i think a problematic figure is more of coming from a reality tv perspective because i think that's i love this question because i think in celebrity like celebrity figures and reality tv those two things can mean something so different um I think in reality TV, a problematic person is like your, you know, quote villain, like the one that's stirring the pot, the Lisa Rinna of the of the franchise. That I feel is like a problematic person. They're just they're doing it for the entertainment. They know what they're doing. They're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a controversial with reality TV, I, that's a hard one. Because I, I, it's hard for me to kind of say like, okay, this person is being real on reality TV. So I would probably take more of the controversial in a celebrity world where that is the person that is continuously, you know, they might be speaking out their own opinion. They might be speaking out their beliefs, but it's always, whether it's for photos, whether it's for interviews, whether it's for PR, it's always something that is going to get the masses very heated. Mm. Okay. And I don't know, like, I keep thinking, uh, like, Kanye would, for me in this moment, be a very controversial. And the reason I say that, because we don't know what's really going on. Like, we don't know if there's something that's triggering this or if he is, has always been this person that he is act in the way he's acting now. Um, but it just seems like it's that constant pushing of buttons. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think for me, what 
what totes that line for me or what draws that line for me is not necessarily what you're doing, but how you're doing it or like the context of what it is. You know, there you can do something that I don't agree with that doesn't necessarily make you problematic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. We can have, you know, something that's like controversial or, or, you know, that I don't agree with, but like that doesn't necessarily make you a problematic person. I think Kanye is a controversial person who's now crossed the line into problematic because of what he's saying mm-hmm. and the things that he's doing. And then on top of that, the way that, and this is just my own personal opinion, the way that the media is covering it and the whole, to me, the whole handling Kanye West and and all the things surrounding him is problematic. Like it just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. But I've spoken about that on my Instagram (laughs) and we won't go down that road here. (laughs) It's just too, it's just too much. Wrong road, wrong road. Agreed. You, you, you bring up an interesting point there though because I've I've actually talked about this numerous times and whether it's on the podcast or on TikTok and and sometimes it takes a while for people to really see it and fully see it but when it comes to media like there there's a line where something's I don't you can't believe everything that you see and I even had a video just a couple days ago that was sharing a headline from page six about Jun Shaw after her sentencing. And my first thing was, listen, I don't know if this is true. I don't I don't usually fall for this these kinds of things because the way that the media takes things that are happening in real time or like Pete and Emrata, that was a complete PR stunt in my opinion. And so it's hard because then, like you said, like it's the whole media and the way it's portrayed then also becomes problematic as well. Which I guess kind of leads into why I like wanted to create all of this in the first place because you can't believe everything you see and just run with it as truth. Same. Like for me, this podcast started as a way of me recapping reality television from the angles that I felt like nobody was looking at it or were refusing to look at it because some things are just blatantly displayed on your screen, displayed on your screen like a logo and you're just refuting, you're just refusing to read it. So I was like, well, somebody has to be having these these conversations like somebody's got to do it I guess it should be me why not yep Yep. (laughs) I have a big enough mouth why not (laughs) but it just you know it's crazy because it's really hard because when it comes to like for me another example of that where the situation is a problem all in itself but then the way that, that the media handles it i feel like adds a problematic aspect into it is you know the whole thing about um one from potomac being named in the whole sex scandal down to the cop and state mm-hmm. i feel like the way the media is handling that is really upsetting for me because it seems like the only reason that this is hitting the media waves is because Juan is attached to a real housewife and not because of the actual severity of the issue. And I feel like people are talking, especially when it comes to the creation of headlines. I feel like people are so focused on Juan and real housewife husband, Juan Dixon, named in Coppin State scandal. And he's not even the one that was doing all of the scandaling. Correct. 
he's just like he had a part uh, not absolving him of any responsibility not absolving him of any responsibility but I feel like the focus should actually be on the person who was doing the scandal and the harassing and the things of the thing and then the thing and the thing thing mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things yep. I feel like we ain't even like I don't even know his name so it's I did a video on this a couple weeks ago and when this lawsuit first came out um, people had asked me to comment on it I didn't want to until there was more out that I could fully read everything because like when it comes to lawsuits and things in my previous life I was a paralegal so when it comes to all these legal things that they deal with I go in and when they're available I read everything like I read all the legal documents all of it um so when this first came out I didn't want to talk about it well I just did it a few weeks a couple weeks ago and I actually ended up having to turn off comments and I don't I don't do that often um but it became so far removed like i i probably added to and i will admit this i probably added to it because at first i used a green screen photo of him to bring it up because that's what my account is i talk about bravo that's the time right yep and then after that i i shared every detail about the victim about the abuser about everything was going on and the only thing i mentioned about juan at the end was this is why he is named this is why he is responsible and it was just taken so out of context and just like it blew up fairly quickly and got real nasty and to the point where people were trying to say that i was accusing juan of being the abuser and i'm like you (laughs) Okay. Okay. I can't do this anymore. And so I just shut off comments for my own mental health and the whole thing. But it was because something, I don't know if it was just like, it's the lack of listening to all of the details or how it went. But that's, I think because people are only seeing those headlines of Real Housewives of Potomac, husband, you know, involved, blah, blah, blah. They're missing the whole story. They're just focusing on that one part. Well, why is he responsible? What's his, and I'm like, I just I just told you why he's responsible, but let's not make it about him. This is let's the talk actual about issue. what's the real problem, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you handled it quite responsibly, to be perfectly honest. I think based on the way that that you described your handling of this of this situation, I don't see why that would be an issue. Um, because it's like, okay, here's why this is on my account because I mm-hmm. cover this type of content. Yep. Here's the details surrounding that. And then at the very end, this is why Juan is tied to, tied to this because he didn't do what he was supposed to do when he knew about this situation. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was it. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do? That was it. And it just, it went, it crossed a whole other side that I was like, oh my goodness, I can't do this anymore. And so I did shut off comments um, and just kind of let it live there. And it still gets a lot of views, but I don't, it's not in my radar anymore because it's like, okay. And and maybe when there's an update on it, I'll update on it. But other than that, like it's this twisting of not not taking in the full story, I think, and just looking for those little bits and pieces that are going to have the most impact for people to, you know, run to the comments and be like, oh my gosh, you you said this. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. Actually. I didn't say that. <laughs> Actually, I read it directly from the lawsuit, word for word, verbatim, but you know, that's not, it's, this part is not my opinion. This is fact. This is right. verbatim the from the lawsuit. <laughs> Like whether he's B 
be telling the truth in the lawsuit. I can't, I can't say that, but I'm reading verbatim what's there. You know what? When it comes to social media and the way that we handle celebrities and, and like all of that thing and like all of those things and like reporting and being a part of this zeitgeist, if you will, Mm-hmm. How do you suggest content creators can contribute to the maturity of the fan base experience on social media? And do you even think that we have that responsibility at all? I don't think so. I don't, uh, in my belief, it, well, I'll say this first. I think being your true self, saying what you want to say, not holding back because you're afraid it's not going to get views, not holding back because you're afraid of the nasty comments or the feedback or looking dumb or whatever it is, like being true to yourself is our only responsibility as a content creator. Because we, no matter how we say things, no matter how we share things, no matter what we create, we cannot control how someone else perceives or how someone else feels from what we've said. And and that's just me from doing a lot of like self-healing over many years through a lot of different things that I've learned about myself personally that I take into, and maybe that's why it took me so long to create the podcast and took me so long to create, you know, this account and this brand in the first place, because I always had this underlying thing of what if they're going to talk about me? What if they're not going to like it? What if it's not well-received? When in reality, we, there will always be someone that is going to disagree. There's always going to be someone that's going to have a feeling that does not fit. And so I don't believe that it is our responsibility to shift our content to try to make everything rainbows and butterflies for the masses. I absolutely agree with that. I think I had a hard shift in my content um, last year because, you know, up until that point, I had really based a lot of my content in, like, bringing awareness to, like, injustices and like societal misperceptions and profiling and like it was very activism based advocacy based content but specifically geared towards the social media or um, geared towards the pop culture reality television space right so I would be talking about you know racism and and like all of these types of things in spaces from everywhere from housewives to Spotify and Joe Rogan to Whoopi Goldberg and The View to Jimmy Kimmel and and you know BTS like it was like it's been all over the map right and then at some point I kind of just like was like you know what I'm done and I know exactly what 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 point that happened it was the whole handling of the Will Smith Chris Rock slap there was a very strange interaction with my content that happened with Black people that I was just very uncomfortable with. And I was like, you know what? I, 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 fight your own damn battle. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> How about that? Because I just, I just, mm-mm. like, I already have have the Black community turn enough on me. As a queer person, I ain't got enough. Like, like, I ain't got time for y'all to be embarrassing me as a black person, too. 
let's just go on about our way. Let's just go on our separate ways. <laughs> you know, so it's, now I have fun on my content. Exactly. Child. And it's interesting because I'm actually, I've been working in social media for 12 years. Um, I'm certified in nutrition and eating disorder recovery. And so that's where a lot of my life on social media has been for the last 10 plus years. And over the course of the last couple of years, it has become such a like confusing space to work in. And not only just, I think for myself, but for people that I was trying to help constantly, you know, with my coaching and with my, my clients. And it seemed as though the people that I thought were in like the same community as me, like the anti-diet culture and, and really trying to help to teach those types of things and recover in ways that, you know, we weren't all of a sudden, like they started attacking each other and well, you can say this, but you can't say that. And you can say this, but you can't make it about weight loss. And and I was like, I can't do this anymore. My head it's, if it's confusing for me, imagine how someone that's struggling is feeling. And that's kind of probably where I started putting a lot of focus into this over the last, over 2021 and built this because it was fun. It was like, there wasn't anything I had to worry about. (laughs) Like there wasn't anything I could just go out there and say what I wanted to say. And if people were fighting in the comments, they were fighting their own like opinions and that's fine. Like it was no more of me fighting facts and it was no more of me feeling like I was fighting my own people in my, in my own community. It's just, it's exhausting. And when you can do something like this, it's more fun and Mm -hmm. it's more entertaining and you have more fun and enjoyment doing it. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's crazy because over the course of the past few years, we've seen content creators and like independent um, news outlets become main media Mm -hmm. now. And it's so crazy because I've watched this line get blurrier and blurrier between people who are you know new wave media who are just content creators who are commentators like it's so it's crazy because the internet has made it very easy for anyone and everyone to share their opinion however it's made the approach to like now people with opinions are news outlets Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now it's like, where where does that line, like, where does that line define itself from? Like, okay, this is just me talking shit about whatever's going on in the world. To know I'm reporting the news and I'm a journalist. I wish what I had think the that line. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because especially. Uh, I, there are a few different accounts that I could think that are really like striving this line of, I'm not a journalist. I'm not, I'm not a journalist, but I'm doing everything that a journalist would do. And they garner millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands of million, millions of followers because they are, you know, speaking quote the truth, which 
in the end, there's still going to be opinion. There's still going to be bias, just like any other news media outlet. And also, I think it's hard to kind of say that line with entertainment because at what point is the entertainment, like the actual, you know, page six and the Daily Mail and these places, like, where's where's the truth? Like, and, until they have a proven source or it comes, you know, I could trust more things like People or Entertainment Weekly, you know, something that they really focus on making sure they're, oh, TMZ too, uh, which oddly enough, like we always think TMZ is the crazy, like out of outlandish, like say anything site, but they're not. They're very, very like focused on making sure that their sources are correct, that they have everything there. Whereas page six and daily mail, it almost seems like it's the same thing. My, just like myself going on and saying, okay, well, I heard so-and-so did this. Well, where'd you hear that from? Well, we don't know yet. Okay. Okay. And that's why I still question everything. I, I really do, but I don't know where that line is. I, I, I really don't anymore. It's hard. It's really it hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. That's why I try to, you know, that's why I kind of try to steer in this lane of like, I would rather just have people come on and just talk about their own damn lives instead of me, <laughs> you know, gossiping about what everybody else is doing. Like, I respect y'all for doing it, but I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I'm just like, to me, that line is too, is it's, it's yeah. too thin for me now. It's like, I don't know. Because I because I don't want people to think I'm over here breaking news and you know spilling tea and you know doing all of that. I just have opinions that people like to hear me talk. Like let me just talk my shit. Like calm down. So you know I'm trying to figure that out on the live show that I started as mm-hmm. a visual companion to this podcast because I try to really base this show in just me letting you guys talk and like me getting to know you guys mm-hmm. and then the live show is more so about me and my opinions. Yep. So, you know, I'm figuring that out now. Yeah. And I, it's hard. I think I said it earlier too, but it's hard because I never want when for, this is a prime example. The other night when, um, word came out that Lisa Rinna was leaving Real Housewives Beverly Hills. I purposely was not on social media. I took time off. I was editing my podcast all afternoon. I went out for a nice dinner with my husband. I did some yoga. I mean, I just, I was like, I need to shut it off for a while. I'm taking a day. (laughs) I'm taking a day. And it wasn't even a full day. It was like a one o'clock to the end of the night. It was an afternoon. And I just happened to open up my Instagram right before I went to bed. And I'm like, what in the world? And then I went to my TikTok and it was, did you hear? Did you hear? Why don't you have the breaking news? Why don't, and I'm like, oh my goodness. That part of all of this, when I first started this, I had this feeling that I always need to be the first one. I need to be on all the time. I need to be, I need to have all notifications on. I need to know exactly what's happening at all times. And I got so burnt out that I had to take a break. And that was this summer that was like after the trial, going into, it was probably June, if not most of July. I I didn't post anything. I didn't share anything. I didn't do anything because that's why, like, I don't ever want to be that person that is coming to serve you the breaking news. TMZ is there for that. Uh, The massive, you know, Bravo Instagram accounts are there for you for that. 
I want to come the next day and share with you what I think about it. I don't, I don't need to be that one. I don't need to be that person that's breaking the news for you. And at first I thought that was the only way for me to get views. And that's how I how I centered everything. I had to be the first one. And then I'd see like someone else sharing the same thing after mine and theirs has triple the amount of views. And then I'm in my own mental headspace of why am I not good enough? And I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. And so I'm hoping that this year I can kind of make sure that that's perceived and and put out there a little bit more that it's just, I'm here to talk about it. I'm not, I don't want to be your breaking news. I don't want to be that place that I would love to be that place that you want to go to first to know what I think about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be that person that you have you to go to. News from. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with that. When I was doing my YouTube channel but before this podcast, I really kind of, um, it, it was very like real, like commentator tease. It was very like, I'm speaking on what's happening in real time and da 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 da. And it became a thing where like, people would send me things as it's happening and like people would be in my DM. And I thought that that was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I thought I wanted to be those people that was like a go-to destination for opinions. And I still am. I, like, 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 I do want that. I do want, like, people to care what I have to say about things. But I don't want to be the news source, right? No. Prime example, this past Thursday, same thing with finding out that Rena was leaving. I was recording Housewives History with my co-host Megan. We were recording when all of this broke, right? And so I have both of my phones turned on do not disturb so that I can focus on what we're doing. Like I'm cut off from the internet for like yep. two hours, right? Yep. As soon as we turned off the Zoom call, as soon as we stopped recording, we 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 open our phones and the first thing we see is and we text each other like, what the fuck just happened? Like mm -hmm. what the like what like are like because people are sending it to her, to me. People like it's it's crazy. Imagine me and, at 10 p.m. at night doing that. <laughs> and we both had a moment of like, why did we not see this while we were recording? But then we were both like, we're doing a live show on Monday. I'm going live in the morning. Like we're gonna talk about yeah. it. It's fine. There, like, I like, like I really just had to get to a place where I was like. They're still gonna be talking about it tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. They're still gonna be talking about it tomorrow. I have a, I, I can take at least a day, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And going forward for me, my content kind of became centered around not covering it, covering things in real time or not speaking about things in real time. It became about having the most unique and authentic approach to what I'm saying when I'm covering it. Like, I don't want to just regurgitate, oh, this is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened, just so I can say that I'm the first person to break the news. Right. I would rather have the most insightful analysis of the situation and be like, oh, they really was talking they shit when they talked about that. I like what they had to say about it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. And I, I kind of did the same thing because on Thursday I had recorded a podcast in the morning and then I had edited, you know, taken all that time off to edit it. And then that happened. And then Jen's sentencing and everything. And I was like, it's fine. I don't need to talk about it. I don't even need to share it on social media. 
I just scrapped the episode that I had already recorded. I'll put it out at a different time. And I recorded the next morning. And it's like, when you get it, you get it. That That's great. But at least that allows me to be able to like share what's happening in an authentic way instead of being like, oh my gosh, I need to be on my phone and I need to, you know, get good lighting in this moment before I go to bed. And it's just, it that becomes mentally exhausting yeah, for yourself because, completely. Yeah, because I think now the way that I think about it, it's like, as long as you have something impactful and authentic to say, they're going to want you to talk about it, even if it's two weeks from right. now. Right. They're going to want to hear your opinions about it as long as you give good analysis and good coverage of it. So it's not necessarily because I have to remember, like the Internet lives forever. Mm-hmm. People going to discover this 10 years from now. People are going to discover this five years from now, two decades from now. And they're not going to be looking on. They're not going to be looking at the timestamps of who posted the information on this first 10 mm-hmm. years from now. They're yep. going to be looking for who had the best coverage of it, who they relate to the most. Who they relate, that's that's the kicker. Like, who do they, and that doesn't mean who do they believe or who do they, um, you know, have the same opinions as. It's who they want to have the discussions with and yeah. who they relate who did, to. Who, would, who they're going to talk back to when mm-hmm. they're watching their coverage. Who's going to make them think? Who's going to make them form a real opinion on it? And I think that's the person that I want to be. I just want to be the person that makes you think about it from a different perspective. I don't want you to think about it and just hear the news and be like, oh, I think what everybody else thinks. Let's break away from groupthink. And here's how I think about it. Here's different ways that I see other people think about it. Here's what I think about the way that they think about it. Do I agree? Do I not agree? And then, you know, let's let, let's be more well-rounded about the things that we're talking about it because everybody is covering it. Everybody's talking. But who are they going to come back and continue to listen to? Right. I want to be the person that when someone is watching an episode of Real Housewives or seeing something on TMZ, they want to come because they want to know, what did you think about that interaction? Like, what is your true... I, I have been doing this since, like, Salt Lake City. I have Mm -hmm. been saying the same thing since episode one. And I specifically remember going live on TikTok and being like, hey, I'm going to tell you something right now. It's not going to be a popular opinion. It's not going to be well received. I don't like Heather Gay and I don't know why. (laughs) I'm like, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Like, but I'm telling you right now, I have tried for two seasons. I don't like her. And now we are in a place. Everybody else where don't like her. Nobody. And they're like, oh my gosh, you were so right. I'm like, I told you. I told you. Nobody you know wanted to hear it then. I told you it was coming. I knew that the shoe was going to drop. I feel the same way about Candace from Potomac, but in the opposite perspective. Everybody was like, oh, she's such a bitch. She's so evil. She's so, she's so vile. And so she's so nasty and so rude. Same. And she, all of these things that everybody hates her. And I was like, girl, like she's defending herself. She reads the house down. Like, like, like what do you want from her to not say shit? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, why, like they all coming at her. Why y'all ignoring what they say to her, but then get mad when she burned them, right? Yep. And now all of a sudden this season, everybody and their mama's grandmother's cousin, sister's baby daddy's uncle is on the internet talking about not today, Satan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not to their ankles. If there's you any line that I've heard, character. 
that line, I honestly, I have not seen anything in the last like couple of years roll off the tongue of so many people as that one right there. Not today, Stacy. Yep. Not today, yep. Nick. Yep. Not today, ankles. We don't. And I don't. I don't get in like. Okay, I do get a little bit of enjoyment out of being like, I told you. I told you so. I told you. I get you. all the enjoyment out of it. I've been saying all season. Oh, I told you, bitches. Anywhere somebody is listening to me, I told you. Didn't I tell you? I told y'all two seasons ago. Go back and run my YouTube channel right now. Go back. I will post the video in the it description of the comments. And I will tell you again. I told y'all. The only time oh. people need to be pulled together is on social media. Nothing she has done on that show specifically has warranted any of the hate that no. she has got. I agree. But uh, but all of y'all was out here talking to her. Okay, but no, she's so vile. She's so nasty and so rude. And she needs to be fired. And I'm like, yeah. girl. But now all of y'all are talking about Giselle's sagging neck and swollen ankle. <laughs> all of y'all, all of y'all all of a sudden are watching Sesame Street. Yep. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of y'all know who every Sesame Street character is. All of a sudden, everybody got big feet jokes. Oh, I know. All of a sudden, it, all of a sudden, everybody got a got had a whole tape measure to their friend's forehead. Now, now when now all of a sudden when the girl, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when girls is out there putting their wigs on. I guarantee you they think about Candace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Candace going to think my forehead is too big? Let me pull <laughs> this down a little bit and make sure my hairline is adequate. Because I would not want anybody to say, you brought your big face. <sighs> no, ma'am. <laughs> Y'all going to respect Candace. I have been, I have been saying the same thing. I seriously, I have been saying the exact same thing. Oh gosh. It's sad. Now speaking of housewives, do you want to oh. play a game with me? Sure, I would love to. Because I've my created my own. now from laughing so hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I know that I'm conducting a good interview. Mm-hmm. We and we we're are good. on the right track oh. here. We're, we're on good. the right track. <laughs> Things are going well. <laughs> yes. But I've created my own version of this or that. Okay. And it's a Housewives Bravo Liberty version, right? So I always say approach this like Tyra Banks from America's Next Top Model. You have one contract in your hand and the housewife or Bravo Liberty that you do not call will immediately fade back into Twitter obscurity. Okay. Okay. Drew or Sanya? Drew. Meredith or Lisa? Lisa. Schwartz or Sandy? Schwartz. Kenya or Marlo? <laughs> I always get him at some point. I always get him at some point. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Marlo. Okay. Okay. There are no wrong answers here. I know. That was a hard one. Okay. Kyle or LVP? LVP. Monique or Candace? Candace. Jill or Bethany? Bethany. 
Gretchen or Alexis? <laughs> Gretchen. Oh gosh. <laughs> that is the best reaction that oh, I've got. No, oh gosh. Every Gretchen. time I get to Gretchen or 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 Alexis, people are like, uh. Oh. Neither pass the fifth. Pass. Plead the fifth. Both. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn. What did they oh, cut them both. Cut them both. I'll, I'll go. I'll if I have to pick one, I'll go Gretchen. <laughs> that just took me out. Ooh, okay. Phaedra or Candy? Phaedra. Okay. Whitney or Heather? Whitney. Teresa or Melissa? Teresa. Caroline or Dina? Hmm. I can't have both? No. See, I've been too nice on this podcast for two times. I'm tightening the grips in 2020. Okay. <laughs> I like them both, but I, okay, I, I do. I like them both. So. You, you got one contract. Caroline. I don't think Dina really has anything else to bring back. So Caroline. Okay. Vicky or Tamara? Oh, I loathe Vicky. Tamara. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there is like, if there were ever a video on all of the videos I've done, that was like the most unpopular opinion that I was shocked that people agreed with the most is that I... I posted a picture of Vicky coming back as friend of, and I was like, I want Vicky out entirely. And I, I was shocked how many people were like, me too. That's not unpopular. Fame. I was like, I thought, I thought she was famed and loved by everybody. I have never liked her. Not ever. Here's the thing. Vicky has been complex for me. Like I love to watch Vicky scream at people. Meltdown. Watching yeah. Vicky in a meltdown mm-hmm. is, I it is the, it is, I get chill. Like, it is amazing to watch her scream at people. I was kind! Like, it is gold. However, I have enough of that to last me forever. She can go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done she with that. Go. I'm, I'm good on Vicky. She can go. She mm-hmm. can go. I'm good. Like, like after I was conned, I, I was like, oh. That was the orgasm I needed. Now I need a cigarette. We're done here. Thank yep. you. Yep. That was her downfall and she should have been gone at that point. That was the fact that they brought her back after that just blew my mind. It's Vicky. I'm not shocked. I just don't like her yeah. her actual arrogance. Like I, I don't know if you watched all the things that happened at BravoCon, but like those live watch what happens live and the way that she treats people and I like Oh, I heard. Because being in this, because starting off this podcast, I was really heavy in the Bravo Real Housewives content creation space. So I was real in tune with the Bravo pages and the people of the people that that were heavy in the Bravo space. So when the girls with the Bravo con, oh, they was all up in my DM. Girl, let me tell you about what happened after the Bravo. Girl, let me tell you. And there was a couple people that came on the podcast after the fact and was like, girl, (laughs) yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, she's out for me. She's definitely out. I don't like Tamara though either. So I mean, if I have to take one, it's got to be Tamara. <laughs> so you are firing bitches left and right. You are like, heads are gonna <laughs> roll on this podcast. But it's a new year. Heads are gonna roll in this motherfucker this year. I'm not playing no games with y'all. <laughs> Love that for you. <sighs> for doing it. <laughs> Jennifer or Dolores? Dolores. All right. Kelly or Heather? Are we talking uh, Kelly? Kelly Dodd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Heather. Heather. Uh, Okay, this is this one's hard, and I'm just gonna give an explanation. (laughs) Hear me out. (laughs) She said, "Hold on, wait, wait a minute. Hear me out. Time out." (laughs) Uh, There, I have a method behind that madness, though, because I do like Heather. Um, I know a lot of people don't. I like fancy pants. I just, I love how like out of her mind she actually is. Like, I, I really love it. Um, I think she will. I think she will be the, uh, this is my prediction, that she will be the second housewife to jump franchises. I believe she will be moving to Beverly Hills at some point, whether that's because she is living there now. Um, I think that's going to happen. She's a better fit there, in my opinion. Um, Kelly Dodd is good TV. Mm-hmm. Kelly Dodd is good TV. However, like her actual morals and her life, the, the we don't need any of that. We don't need any of that, uh, but she has good TV. So that's why I choose Heather, but Kelly does have her moments. I agree with you for all, for, for the same reasons. Kelly Dodd is yeah. great TV until you find out she's actually a terrible person. Yes. Then yeah. you're like, yeah. whoa, this is, <laughs> this, this is more than what I bargained for. This is Correct. too much. This is too much. Way too much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Kelly's first few seasons, it was you. Like, girl, it was, she was great. No wonder your husband yeah. cheated on you. God yeah. damn. Yeah. God. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Like, Kelly was great, right? Mm-hmm. But then it got, it, it just went left. It went and, left. And the whole Rick Leventhal of it all, it was just, it was just, it's just like, girl, I just, I just. And their can't. little, their little podcast thing that they have is so cringy and weird. And They're I just. They're full of hate. Oh, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, they, they don't. But she has they, good TV. She has good TV. She is good TV. She's not a good person. She's, she's a terrible person. She's a great reality TV star, but that's why I don't want Housewives talking about politics. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. another conversation. Yeah, we'll that's a there. whole that's a whole other bucket. <laughs> that's a whole other bucket. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gina or Emily? <sighs> Gina. I think I still think Emily hasn't come out of her shell yet enough. I think Gina. I feel like Emily has only come out of her shell when she, when she was drunk last season. Yeah. Which and Gina needs to stop drinking too. So I mean, like the whole thing, it's just, I, I think I prefer Gina though. I really, I, I feel yeah, like Emily tries too hard and just kind of like following along in the coattails of Gina too much. She needs to be her own person and like have her own star, her own shining aside from everything else. I agree. And that's why I don't like Robin and Giselle because I love a Laverne and Shirley. Yep. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is a Lucy and Ethel. Yeah. I think that I feel like Robin's trying to step out of it this year, but it's like. She took all the wrong swings. Yeah. Yeah. She took all the wrong 
swing. It was mm-hmm. like, girl, what the hell are you doing? Like, girl, what, this is what you, this is what you get activated by. Mm-hmm. Seven seasons in, and this is what you turn up for. Notice how all the times that we've seen Robin turn up on this show, from running down to Ashley's face in the um, Caribou restaurant, when she was, no, this is me being in your face. To when she ran up on Monique, when she almost got choked out with the umbrella, to now with all of the mess she's stirred up this season, Robin, when she's activated, is actually just a bully. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. And I didn't watch last night's episode yet either. So I'm like, I don't know what happened last night. I haven't been watching a lot of this season because I just can't deal with the bullshit. Like, but I've been watching via, like I've been watching via social media. So I see all the clips and I see, you know, I, I know what's going on. You know, I got, you know, homies in the space that, you know, keep their ears to the street. So, you know, the girls tell me what's going on. But I just, I just, I just, it's too much. Cause you know, I'm, I was raised in activism. So I think from a morally sound place and I think right. from like, how are we representing the community and like how are we representing ourselves and is this how we really like it's like 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 girl there's a lot like i like i have very clear boundaries when it comes to how people engage in shade and fuckery on on reality tv like i'm like i'm not saying nobody needs to read each other we don't need to be reading there needs to be no arguments we all need to be getting along i'm not saying that it's just there are lines and there are boundaries and there are levels. And the girls today, housewives of today are way too comfortable going way too far below the belt. Bitches is way too far walking in the door, cutting you off at the knees. And it's like, well, girl, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Can we at least get into the argument first? What happened to not liking bitches' eyebrows? Like, what happened to not liking <laughs> girls' wigs? Like, what, ha- like, what happened to just dragging Giselle because she dressed funny? Yeah, yep. How come nobody's talked about Giselle's hair uh, options this season? Like, everyone's talking about everything else that Giselle did, but the, you know, the sunshine video, blonde and striped thing, like, that's not it, but nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. I've been asking, because I've been wondering, I thought Giselle was wearing Go Naked now. I thought Giselle was wearing Go Naked. And we saw what Go Naked hair did for Drew Sedora. Mm-hmm. Drew Sedora's second season when she was wearing all of that portion hair. Oh, she was slayed and snatched. She was lying about her waistline, but her hairline <laughs> was snatched. That waistline was questionable, but her hairline was snatched. All season. And it's no shame. Nope. Those were her lies, not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not body shaming. She the one that, that She's the one, I'm not body shaming. She's the one that's ashamed of her body. Yes, agreed. Mm -hmm. Pay attention, children. (sighs) Now. Okay, next. Cynthia or Portia? (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) You were like, oh, wait a minute. I tried to make these as hard as possible. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go Cynthia. I think okay. I am. And I I also just thought about something else. I think that Portia might be making a franchise jump as well. I hope not. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Cynthia. Okay. 
next. If Portia not going to the Real Housewives, not if Wendy, not if Portia's not going to the Real Housewives in Nigeria, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Portia in America no more. Just like if, just like I don't want to see Phaedra around America no more, ship her ass to Dubai. Fine, ship her ass over there. But I don't think Chanel Ion and and all of her black excellence should have to deal with Phaedra's ass. Phaedra, Chanel Ion shouldn't have to deal with Creonta. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Send that okay. help back to Athens. But anyway, I prefer Cynthia too, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, oh, child, I almost lost my place. Brandy or Denise? As a person or as a housewife? This is your criteria. Oh, you can judge them how you choose. Okay. Judge them how you choose. Because everybody's different. So I let everybody answer the questions how they personally feel. So when people pick certain people, I I, I, I just don't Okay. Okay. If I'm giving them a contract, I have to go. Now that Rena's gone, I have to go Brandy. Okay. Brandy. I love Denise, though. I just think she was, I would love to have her back. I just think she was a shitty housewife. Say I to only fans. I think, I only want to see Denise. <laughs> I only want to see, <laughs> I only want to see Denise on Watch What Happens Live. I want to see Denise everywhere. I want to see Denise on my movie screen. I want to see Denise at, like everywhere. I just don't want to see her again on Housewives. I really don't. That's fair. Cause like after this, go look at a compilation. There's a compilation on YouTube of Denise Richards' appearances on Watch What Happens Live before she was on Housewives. Oh. She literally simulated oral sex on Andy Cohen's finger on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, before she was a housewife. You know what I love about that too is that everybody thinks that that person is Brandy. Here, okay, I'm gonna go off on one little tangent. Yeah, one little tangent. Just Everyone, for Brandy. like, okay, I love Denise. I love Denise. I really do. I wish that she just would have been honest because I believe I don't believe that Brandy is lying. I believe Brandy and the whole situation. I believe it's true. But be honest about it. Like nobody gives a shit. We would have more respect for you if you just say, yeah, I did it. I, cool. Yeah, who girl, cares? I slept with her. Next. Yeah, Why who you cares? Married? And the real winner in that was Brandy because she got to sleep with Denise Richards. Like, I mean, I don't and know And she why. got an appearance fee for coming on the show to talk about it. Yes, exactly. Like, Denise, just tell the truth. I don't know why she was trying to hide it so much. I, it, I don't know. Maybe there's it's more that we didn't find out, but talking about how big Aaron's dick was. Ugh. We know how big Aaron's dick is, but we don't know what he does for a living. Correct. 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 So justice for Brandy in that. I do love Denise, so I want to see her everywhere else except on Housewives. Yeah. Like, you know what I want to see? I want to see Denise Richards revive. Denise Richards, it's complicated. Go back to your old reality show. Go mm-hmm. do that over there. Because... Show me what you're like. Show me the insides of what's going on with your life. If you wanna, you wanna be on a reality show. I want to know what the chaos is between you and your kids and your ex-husband. Like, this is true. I want to know more about you and Charlie Sheen and how you co-parent and how you do these things. Or maybe he's not. I want to know. I don't really care about Charlie Sheen to be perfectly honest. She gave us enough of Charlie Sheen in the first season when she told us that 
that that man brought a whole hook of the Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, girl. All right, <laughs> damn. Yeah. We got it. We got mm-hmm. it. Your ex-husband is crazy as hell, girl. We got it. Mm-hmm. But what I want to see and what I want to know, who shot you? Oh, who yeah. Who shot your damn truck up? I forgot about I that. actually figure out what Aaron does. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why your daughter don't like you no more? Mm-hmm. And why is it that you tried to gain solidarity with your child by joining OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. I want to know what you doing over there on OnlyFans. <laughs> you what have kind no of pussy idea. is Denise popping? She was putting up like sales for holidays and New Year, and I almost clicked it because I'm like, I just need to see. I need to know what Denise Richards is doing on OnlyFans. I need to see it. What kind of coochie is she slinging around uh-huh. the head? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's something going on there that. I forgot all about that shooting. I have completely Why is your forgot about it. On yeah. Why? Like, mind you, I'm not saying that only. Well, I am kind of saying that. I am. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Oh, well. Usually the girls go to OnlyFans when they on hard times. Mm-hmm. Usually the girls go to OnlyFans when the money is low to their liking. They may not have low money to us. But when they feel like they money get low, that's when they like, oh, hell, let, let me go, you know, give me a little piece of lingerie. Let me go and get a little strap of Savage Fenty and go real quick. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? what's going on? What's yeah, going it, on? Something's, something's right weird there. there. Something's not right. Because you slinging coochie down to the air and down to the down to the Aaron's office in Malibu. Charlie Sheen somewhere living on Mars, minding his own goddamn business with a tiger blood shop. Oh. Something's not right. Like, I can understand Brooke Mueller being a... Why is Denise Richards on fucking OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. Like, I get... Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, okay, okay. Just leave it. that alone. Yep. Just leave, leave, leave it alone. Cause, 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 cause everybody was saying, oh, she's Denise fucking Richards when they thought that she made $4 million to come on Housewives. Now all of a sudden the bitches on OnlyFans talking about she having a Black Friday sale. And this, And the thing I don't understand about it is like, Denise Richards is one of those people whatever gender you are and whomever you are attracted to there are certain scenes from all of our upbringings that everyone thinks about with denise richards and she has always put those you know like wild things let's put that out there uh you know these are all things that everyone has always thought about and it kind of kept that mystery about her because like, oh, you had all these like sexy scenes, but none of them were too revealing. None of them were too much, but they made everyone think, they made everyone feel a certain way. And now she's yeah, just she putting it all out. married Charlie Sheen. And then we, they're like, we was like, oh, well we know what Charlie doing. So what the fuck Denise yeah. got going on around over there? But she could be paid by Playboy, by Maxim, by all, uh, 
to do the same thing. So I don't, and probably make a lot more money. I don't know. I, she's an entrepreneur, I guess. That's where we go with that. I guess take ownership of your coochie, girl. Good for the <laughs> Robin or Wendy? Robin. I have feel I have I I don't like Wendy and I I just I don't know. I that's one of those unpopular awesome. opinions that people come for me real hard. I don't necessarily agree with your opinion, but I certainly understand it. I don't like who Wendy has become on this show. See, I didn't I don't like, like who her she's from become the very beginning. I didn't. See, I liked her first season. And then all of a sudden she went from being, you know, bitches like you call me Dr. Wendy. Address me correctly, sweetie. I'm the girl. Bitch, my hairline was back here. I said, like, girl, she snatched me. I said, like, all right, Wendy. I had four degrees, honey. I like when she had no ass and she was slithering into people's conversations. I loved it. Wendy was everything, honey. And then she came on her second season and she got her titties and her ass done and she was trying to find herself. And I was like, girl, mm. I... I just I, I can I, go from being I just don't understand how Wendy went from being Claire Huxtable to being the Avon lady. And and I think what about that is that she was very and this is kind of one of the reasons that I I don't love Heather Gay too like when you do well in one season and then you try to feed into that but be, it comes off a completely different way I think it can completely shift a housewife and their whole focus right off the bat yeah it's like you can't get stuck on one thing that the that the fans like about you because you're gonna become a caricature of yourself real quick Yep. And then all of a sudden, people are going to be like, oh, she going to go from being, oh, she's fierce to, oh, she's a one-trick pony. That's mm-hmm. all she got. Yep. So I'm yep. like, girl, what is, what is this? Like, what, like, like, Wendy, what you doing? Wendy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I respect I her. I just don't like the way that she puts it out there. Like, she's so well-deserved for everything she has worked for and created totally. and built in her life. But, like... We know I that. I don't take you nothing away from Wendy. I just don't know much. what the hell she's doing on this show. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I, take nothing exactly. away from her. Shout out to your four degrees. Shout out to your husband's four degrees. Mm-hmm. I sh- all that. I just don't know what the hell you giving on the Real Housewives of Potomac. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't either. Because it just. But see, when it comes to Robin and Wendy, though, Robin is on my shit list for all the shit that she's doing this season. But as a parent, as a parent and as a black parent, okay? Because this is where I get real ignorant. I don't know on what day of any week, of any month, of any year, of any decade, it will ever be okay to try to have somebody else pick up somebody else's children and invite their children to an event that their mother is not invited to. Ain't enough blonde hair and green eyes in the motherfucking world for you to make me believe 
as a black mother that that will ever be okay as a mother in general mm-hmm. but black mothers get real as people like to say aggressive about shit like that we get real aggressive about stuff like that like like girl, oh, girl my cherry don't go nowhere I don't go so we barely we barely trust we barely trust the damn teachers at school so what makes you think I'm finna send my children around my eyes without me being there? What does that mean? And I honestly that think mean? that whole event was made up so that she could do exactly that. And it looks crazy. Like that's why I'm like, girl, what? This is yeah. how you clocking mm-hmm. in? Like what did like girl did the last six seasons just not have yo yo Batman is Giselle. Mm-hmm. How do you not know better? Like, how do you not have a better game plan than this? It, this is sloppy. Mm-hmm. This is sloppy. It is messy. It is gross. I'm like, girl, you invite somebody's children somewhere. And then on top of that, this whole thing with the Mia and the Wendy and the drink throwing, I'm like, and for that woman to pull her phone out and record it with the intention of sending it to production. Yet you so worried about this woman and her job get you get you so worried about this woman and her job that you're willing to put her on film and send it to the production company to show her with you saying either you're gonna fight her or shut up Mm -hmm. this is what i just said earlier about robin being a bully this is the shit i'm talking about yep no i i do i agree yep and she did the same thing when she pulled the speaker out on candace she has been so like a support for Candace throughout this whole season. And then to do that to Candace was for gross. What? Disgusting. For what? Yep. I don't get, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, like a, 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 a lot of people have wanted Robin to leave for a lot of different reasons. I've wanted Robin to leave for this season. I've never wanted Robin to leave before but this season has just been too much for me I'm over it like and I'm not even the girl to be like oh she need to be fired like when the girls get problematic that's when I start firing bitches I'm like all right you you can go bye next uh-uh because I don't want to see it because now this is just this is just too far like like when like all these franchises are becoming hard to watch yep yep and I said on my podcast last week and I don't know if I shared it on social media because I wasn't interested in, you know, the backlash. I I made a point of saying, like, how long are we going to watch women that are in their 50s and 60s fight and argue with each other? And in my opinion, in my belief, I think this Roni reboot is an experiment. I think they want to see what happens when they bring new people in and a full cast. And if viewers follow Roni, and if they fall in love with new people, because I have a feeling that they're gonna have to start doing it to every single franchise. You can't have women that are in their 50s and then bring in someone that's 30 and expect them to mash and do well together. And that's the only way that it grows. That's the only way that it continues is if you do start doing that. I think Roni's an experiment and it'll be interesting to see how it happens. I agree with you. I'm just shocked that they did not go in the direction of known faces. I am shocked. 
I'm that's, shocked. That's why I think it's an in uh, um an experiment because we don't to, know. To but, your like, point, we, that's why I believe yeah. you. Because yeah. it has to be an experiment. Because if they were just going to do Roni the way we do Roni, they would have had Bevy Smith, June Ambrose. They would have had Ebony back. They would have had a rapper on there. They would have had, like, M- like MC yeah. Light would have been on Housewives. Like, I just don't, like, where, like, like, like they would have had Candace Bushnell mm-hmm. leading Real Housewives of New York. They would have yep. had Candace Bushnell at Center Apple. Like, uh, what, like what? It just it it shocked me when they went with all people I don't know. Yeah, I was like, is this what, what, like is this, this got to be an experiment? Because when Roni first came out, you didn't know any of them either. You know, like you had no idea, and that became the num that became Roni was really the one that. I mean, we can say Orange County came first, which is fine, but Roni is really the one that kind of exploded the whole thing. Yeah. So it, I, I, sorry, my dog's doing some weird. I, um, oh, I was about to say, girl, don't tell me a serial killer in there, child. I do not want to, well, I cannot watch you get murdered on Zoom, girl. That would not <laughs> be good for my mental health. That would be a terrible no, way to end this episode. No, my dog's doing something weird. Um, I just, I think they're bringing in all new people to test this and see what happens. And I'm kind of here for it because I think overall they're going to have to. I think, honestly, I think the only franchise that works because they all really work together, even though they're differing ages, is Miami. (laughs) Some are, you know, mid-30s and some are almost 60. But it works, like, because the 60-year-olds don't act like they're 60. Exactly, because Marisol act like she is Nicole's age. It is Marisol. Shout out to Marisol. Happy birthday, Marisol. what I need to pull out my tumblers today. Shout out to Marisol. <laughs> it's it's not a copy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> let Dry me go January. and pour some. Let me pour some hard liquor into yeah. a tumbler and yeah. like, don't 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 judge me. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, that is. Don't judge me. I saw someone share and be like, I think it's really disgusting how they are glamorizing. And I'm like, listen, it's Marisol. She's not causing problems. She stirs the pot. She's not causing problems. She's drunk half the time. Let her be. It's not, she's she not a drunk a Dorinda. Messy. Right. It's like, she may Let be a little Marisol messy, be. but Marisol gets drunk and minds her damn business. She, she yeah. just be over there like, Grr. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love Marisol. She is a fool, ain't he? Oh, like, I feel like Marisol and Mama Elsa were like Marge <laughs> and Big Marge before Marge got to New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shout out to Mama Elsa. Oh. And Mama Elsa. Oh, okay. Okay. Do we still have more two. on this? We keep going off. We have two more. And okay. Then, then there's a bonus question. On that. Okay. Camille Arena. Camille. Mm. Yeah. Camille. You sound like you you sound like you you were about to say Camena. <laughs> I don't I I res, I I I love and respect Rinna. If you were to look at my social media, you would not think that because um, <laughs> so much like that I shared was based off of this past season or even the season prior. Like it was all really in the moment, raw emotions on it. But I love and respect Rinna. Uh, 
as a long-term housewife. She she was good for TV. Um, I just really like Camille, and I hope I would love to see Camille come back if anyone came back. She's a, she's messy and in all the different ways. I just I love her. Crystal or Teddy? Oh, Crystal. I I do not. I don't do. I don't mess with Teddy. Mm-mm. She better not come back. <laughs> Fair enough. Sutton or Erica? Erica. I was. I have no clue reading what what you. I have no clue what was going on in your head just now. I was like, I can't get a reading on this, but I don't know what she feeling over there. <laughs> this was live they'd be like what the hell were those faces oh my god i I, as much as i don't want to based off of her i i have always i've always liked erica i just don't like the way she's been i don't like the way she is dealing with this whole tom and lawsuits and things like that like i'm not cool with that but i've always really liked erica so bonus question is 818 Casa de Sol Vita Tequila I hate tequila so I just have to choose one hey um <laughs> me too I well, I love so tequila but I can't drink it oh I do not I I do I like like a single margarita and after that I I no no tequila for me um Sorry to Kathy Hilton, but I'm going to have to go with Vita Tequila. She got her conga line. She'll be okay. God bless her. (laughs) If you had the opportunity to create your own show, would you create a show that's focused on your family or a show that's focused on your friend group? Hmm. I would never do one focused on my family. Uh, so it would have to be my friend group, which is very small. <laughs> so it would be that um, I have two teenagers. And so I like I've learned a lot. It, I would never put them in on TV. I don't even put them. You don't on want them to media. be the next Gigi and Bella? No, 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 no. I don't even put them on Kendall social media. Kendall 4.0. If they want to grow that themselves, they can grow that themselves. But no, start your own damn Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you're you're (laughs) perfectly capable to figure it out. (laughs) So it would be my friend group, which would be very small. Now, speaking of your kids, what do you feel about? Would you ever let your kids work for Lisa Vanderbilt? You make me want to put this on YouTube. <laughs> like, you make me want to put this in me. Like, I, like, I just might start airing these on YouTube. Because this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I would have people just, like, clipping all of the worst ones that and just put them all together. Um, It depends where. Actually, yeah, I would. I, I, I really would. Because I have been to Sir... And I have seen, like, in real life, how clean and how, like, prestigious and things like that are in that aspect. I mean, it could even be, like, at a dog rescue or something like that. I, I would. Yes. 
I would love, if that's what they wanted to do, absolutely. As long as I get um, free goat cheese balls. <laughs> that's, I think that's a fair trade. Yeah, that's Now, a fair I'm about trade. to take you down a rabbit hole when it comes okay. down to this line of questioning. This is, because this is just step one of a three-part question. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm ready. So, let's say your child has been working at Sir for, you know, let's say a year slinging all the goat cheese balls, making all the money. They're a hit. They're fabulous, right? Everybody loves them. Your, your kid calls you on the phone and it's like, hey, Ma, what's going on? Hey, hi, 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 how you doing? Listen, um, so Lisa pulled me in her office and um, she said that she wanted me to test for next season of Vanderpump Rules. What do you think I should do? How do you feel about that, Mom? What's your advice? What do you say? How old is my child at this time? Old enough to work for Lisa Vanderpump. Okay. So we're looking, I don't know like California law. Uh, Somewhere between 18 and 21. Okay. Um, I would honestly let them make their own. Uh, this is where I would be completely hands off in that moment. Like watch some episodes, you know, watch like season one, season two. Uh, see what you're getting into mm-hmm. and yeah. go from there. Make your own decision. I honestly, I would let that be it. Okay. Okay. Take, take, I trust, take, take, take. I trust my kids to make the right decision in that. And they're teenagers now. How old are your yeah. children now? 16 and 13. Oh, you trust your children. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, oh, Okay. This is when black people stop trusting their children. Go <laughs> on. You a good one. <laughs> you a good one. Go on. All right. <sighs> uh, so I say all of that to say, let's say that your child has been on Vanderpump Rules for two seasons, right? They're killing it. Everybody loves them. They're a fan favorite. They just got a big raise. Everything's going well, right? You're getting goat cheese balls by the truckload. Okay. So they call you and they say, hey, hey, ma, I'm coming home for Christmas. We just got through Christmas. Okay, so I'm coming home for the holidays and I'm bringing my new boyfriend, right? I'm bringing my new men's businesses, right? Okay, and I want you to meet him. So they get to the door to your house on Christmas with their new boyfriend. And James Kennedy walks in your house with goat cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> How do you react? Oh gosh. White Kanye then walked his ass up in your house with hot goat cheese balls. They're hot too? Okay. Um I would welcome him in. I really would. Like I, <laughs> I, I would get the benefit of the doubt. I'd be a little apprehensive. Um, and I want the cheese balls, bad bitch. <laughs> now here's the kicker. Here is the kicker. If he is sober, James Kennedy is allowed in. If he is not, we're booking the next flight back to California. Or take the goat cheese balls and then breathalyze it. Breathalyze, absolutely. Yep. 
That's sounds my next good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. That works for me. Would you hire your deep? Would you hire white Kanye to DJ your family reunion? If he, if he was sober. See, you're telling you're you're asking someone whose like number one show is Vanderpump. So I'm eating all of this up. Like I am. <laughs> my kid is working for Lisa Vanderpump. Obviously, we're going to Villa Rosa at some point. I mean, you know, I'm gonna take that into consideration. Um, we got lifetime goat cheese balls and we have james kennedy who i think he's like a good dj if he's sober so i'll i'll yeah i'll allow it sober <laughs> sober okay oh. <laughs> yes that's it that's the only that's that's the condition love all things Vanderpump. How do you feel about Stassi right now? Have you read off of my head how you feel about her? Where are you at? She's relaunched straight up with Stassi. What are your thoughts on her? Um, I think it was time. Uh, I, so Stassi, I hated her book, her first one, because I didn't oh. even bother spending money on the second one because the first one was so terrible. Um, well, damn. It was terrible. It was very hard to get through. Um, I, I'm kind of conflicted on Stassi, I think, because without knowing what the dynamic is going to be like on this season, if I had, if I, if we were already in the midst of the season to see that it's less sir focused and more like they're all their families and their relationships, which if that's the route that they're going, I'm here for it. I'm, I was not into like the new people and still trying to make Sir a thing and like employees. It, it was overdone. I really would love to see like the family dynamics. Then I think Stassi would have been a great return. Um, but I like them together. I like hearing, you know, like, her and Bo, I like seeing them on social media. I think they're very, I, I think maybe it's because of him. Maybe mm. I like Bo more than I like Stassi. Damn. Because I think he neutralizes her a little bit, like takes her off that pedestal and takes her down a few steps a little bit, If, in my opinion. Do you think Brock makes Sheena relatable? No. <laughs> I don't. Good. Good, because people are because I've been seeing people say since Sheena got a man, I like her so much more now, and I'm like, she had a man. She's had several all these years. She, she, if it's one thing Sheena didn't have, it was a man. Sheena uh, kept a man now. Um, I was actually listening to Lala's podcast with Sheena. I think it was last week's episode, maybe I don't know, but she had, Lala had asked her like what was your favorite part of the season? She's like, well, obviously it was the wedding. And, you know, it's just so magical to have your special day on television. I was like, bitch, you did this twice on You've television. Done this twice. We didn't forget about the first one. <laughs> Maybe it would have been more magical had you not put it on camera. Just Maybe. a thought. Maybe. Every yeah. single one of them. I... Okay. Sheena well, has always whatever. lived in in Sheena land. Like there's there that's never gonna change. 
and then have the nerve to be offended when somebody calls her boy crazy. I'm like, I get you a new cast member and that really wasn't your place, but yeah. he wasn't wrong. No. No. Anyway, how do you feel about the evolution of the cast? I I don't I didn't like any of those new people. I and I that's not even me like kind of trying to be bougie about it or anything. Like I just we had such a connection and like following these other people from like a very young age and watch them mature and watch them like do things and have families and buy houses. And then all of a sudden it was almost like trying to revitalize what we had in the beginning and then mix them all together. So you still got the people you loved and then you got all these new people and I didn't like that at all. So I really, like I said, I'm hoping that this new season is just kind of going back to that core group that watching them grow, evolve in that way, because now you're adults and you're grown ass parents and you're, and people are getting divorced and you're going to have fights about like real life things, not just pasta and, you know, uh, things of that nature. You're going to have like actual real adult problems, but then get drunk and stupid and have an argument about something that has no no relevance whatsoever bless you it, it, you know I, I you know it's crazy because I thought that I would like the idea of them trying to do a reboot while the actual active cast was still there I thought I would like that I was like okay maybe they could come on as mentors we're still seeing them get older and mature and be the grown people maybe we'll see them like mentor the new girls and see how that you know goes and it didn't at yep. all it was just no. a hot ass mess, and it, and it just felt like a bunch of random ass people thrown on camera. And I was like, "Hoppo, who are these people? Like, who who any of these folks? And why are they here? Why are we here? Why are we here?" And I actually really liked Dana, and it's weird because she just started coming up on my FYP on TikTok, and like, it was she, weird because the, the first, first time she leave, was, she said, "Fuck that shit, I'm out." Yeah. It, but the first time I'm like, gosh, I, that girl looks so familiar. I don't know where I know her from. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I liked her. I did. Because she's the I only she, one I liked from Vanderpump. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's gone. So, now but she's, no, she's on TikTok like regularly. So you can follow her there. I don't know what her handle is. Well, shout out to her. <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you've learned from reality TV? Um, that it's not always what you put out there is your highlight reel. Mm. Personally and what you perceive on television. So if you're, my lesson of watching that, things aren't always as what they seem. And personally, you don't have to tell everything all the time. You can feel free to share your highlight reel. You can be, look relatable by sharing hardships and things, but it's really you're always your own decision of what you want to put out there. Nice. If you could say something, excuse me, if you could say something to the head of Bravo's social responsibility department, what would it be? (laughs) (sighs) I love that you give. Um, I would, I think right off just at the top of my head, the first thing I would say is stop 
by blaming your fans. Stop blaming your fans for being upset and for being angry and for calling for change. Stop being upset with your fans for calling out the people that need to be called out. Because blaming them does nothing but piss your fans off more. And sometimes the the cast needs to be held responsible for their actions and the things that they do. Absolutely. I think I I got really, really kind of disgusted by the way that their response was with um, Garcelle's son mm-hmm. and the way that they turned on the fans rather than doing something proactive to help her was utterly disgusting to me. And it happened not once, but over and over and over again. Even at their reunion, it was brought up again. So that's the one thing that gets me. Like, instead of blaming your fans for doing the work that you should be doing, just do the work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that was a big reason why, not that specific incident, but that, but stuff like that is a big reason why I handle content the way that I do. Because I'm like, now who else is going to do it? Yep gonna do it like the way that they handled Jenny Wynn to me was a slap in the face because because it's like dude y'all put her on TV in the first place and then her public Facebook page just happens to get splashed across the internet like uh, okay okay girl whatever okay sure bravo yeah anyway what's your and they're doing they're doing it over and over and over again but you know Still, every day, still to this day, mm-hmm. will not stop. Yep. What's your tagline? Mm-hmm. I have never thought about that. Is that weird? Of all things not that as I talk about, I have never thought about that. Um. Honestly, I'm like, okay. That is so funny. Oh, I haven't. It's never crossed my mind. Not once. Mm. Apparently, I'm not planning on being a housewife anytime soon. Well, Uh, like, like, so you're not in talks with production right now? No, not. No, they haven't. Um, they haven't Facebook messaged me yet, like they did Melissa Gorga. Um, they haven't sent me a Facebook message yet, so I'm still waiting for that. Um, I guess. (laughs) still waiting um I guess mine would it would probably have to be a play on something on my height because I'm super I'm very short um but so it's probably something along the lines of like I may be small but I don't know because that was the beginning of candies (laughs) I may be small Empire just keeps on growing. <laughs> like, why did you cut that note in the middle of her tagline? Okay, so now mine needs a note too. So, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I hate that people can like just come up with these right off the top of their head. I it has like it has to be something like I may be small, but here I got you, got you, ready, ready. 
Call me Napoleon because I'm always complex. Get it? Napoleon complex? No, didn't work. No, that one's not working for me. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not usually a very yeah, nice. Like, I, if I'm gonna say, okay, so it'd have to be something that goes along because. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. And I, it's probably not going to be well-received. And it, it's going to be like very Bethany Frankel-esque. That's how things come out of my mouth. Like if I, I might be from the Midwest. So if there was like a Chicago one, I would probably be the one that's out of the place because I'm not going to be that like super nice Midwest girl, I'm sure. I think like the Italian comes out too much. I'd be a really good fit for Roni. So I should probably move to New York and become probably. a socialite. Um you know, yeah, there's a lot really of stuff. Step here. up the Instagram. Yeah. Really step up the Instagram. Um, I don't know. I don't know on the tagline. It ha- it would have to be something of like, don't be fooled by the size. I, I can. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't. I'm failing this one. Don't be one. fooled by the size. I'll be your divine. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> yeah. good with that. It took me like 15 years to come up with the with the good one for myself and honestly the tagline that i did come up with that i actually liked bravo would never let me use all right let's hear it oh, well since you asked <laughs> i'm totally not aggressive just black <laughs> oh my god i love it they would never let you use it. They would never let me use that. Ever. No. No. Never and they sit there like stunned. Stunned. Nothing. They wouldn't even know how to react to that. They wouldn't know if it was appropriate to laugh. No. They wouldn't know whether it was like, how did we even respond? Yeah. Utter silence. Utter silence. Utter silence. But I've got a backup just in case they actually are dumb enough to hire me to be a housewife. I'm young enough to grow, but old enough to know. Ooh, I like that one. That's the one they would let me use. I like it. I like it. You know now that I'm not going to stop thinking about this and I'm going to be in your DMs like five days from now still stewing over this because it's never going to leave my brain. (laughs) Well, you've got time because the episode will be out this coming Friday. So okay. you've got time. Okay. So you can always leave me a voicemail and I'll drop it in the episode and be like, she thought Beautiful. of a tagline. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I need that uh, just about that much time to overthink every single option. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Well, until then, where can the people find you? your podcast, all the things you want to promote, when you'll be announcing that you're moving to Roni. Yep, I'm going to, I'm hoping um, the 2024 season, I will be filming with Roni and it will be all set. Andy Cohen has already called. They just needed to work out the kinks. Um, my they had pod- to get the coins right. They yeah. had to meet her quota. Yep, yep. Um, I, my podcast is on Apple and Spotify and it is, oops, I gossiped again, same handle on TikTok, Instagram, everything. It's all the same. And that is where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have been an amazing conversation. I love our tangents. 
cannot wait to listen back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy. I My cheeks honestly hurt from laughing today so that it just like made this Monday even brighter. So thank you very much. I appreciate it so much. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Of course. And on that note, children, I am officially going to release Brittany back into the wild. I have held her long enough. That has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Brittany from Oops, I Gossiped Again podcast. Thank you for blessing the pod. You have been amazing. Please come back any, anytime. When you finally announce that you're ready to, that you're joining the new season of Roni, please let me get the exclusive. Come at once the ink dries on the contract. Let, let, let me know. It is your exclusive, signed and delivered, I promise. Mwah. But until then, children, make sure that you be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>